Hey everybody, this is JP from the Sacred Commons. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Today is Monday, February the 22nd, 2021. Making our way through a global pandemic. Hope everyone is doing well and being gentle with yourselves this Lenten season. We have been journeying with St. Alphonsus as we think about death and as we consider the mortality of our lives, what it means to be human beings. I like this one line that I hear Dr. West say, born between urine and feces one day to become the culinary delight of terrestrial worms. It's all about examining our life, our own mortality. St. Alphonsus today, in consideration number eight, we're kind of jumping around, but today's consideration number eight, he invites us to consider the vanity of the world. What does it profit a man? He brings to our attention that scripture. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world? What does it profit a woman to gain the whole world and still lose your soul? Gaining the world, what we read about in 1 John chapter 2, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the pride of life. The writer of 1 John says, these things are all passing away. They don't lead to life. They can be dangerous distractions. They can be devastating diversions. They're passing away. So many times you and I both have seen people who end up being possessed by their possessions. We see people who live in such a way that they have all of their resources terminate upon themselves or the vast majority of them. It's what D.L. Akin called idols of our livelihood. He goes on to talk about how the value systems of this world are turned on their head when God provides the evaluation. And this is what St. Alphonsus is getting at here in what we're about to read. He talks about the goods of this world as being useless. He mentions this really cool story about Aristippus who experienced a shipwreck and he lost everything. And he uses this kind of as a metaphor to direct our minds and our imaginations to the fact that we all have a shipwreck coming. And then he encourages us to basically spend our lives in efforts to possess that which a shipwreck cannot steal from us. There is a line that he says in our reading from today where I just really like the language. He said, our relatives who have gone on exhort us, he says, they encourage us from eternity to attend to, give our attention, our energy, our time, our resources to the acquisitions of goods which death cannot take from us. In the church, we would say, build your hope on things eternal. Hebrews talks about this idea too, that we should lay aside not just sin, but everything, every weight that hinders us, all these empty distractions, things that keep us focused on ourselves, not God and neighbor. Lay aside these things. They don't lead to life. They don't spark life. They don't spark true joy. They don't spark anything eternally significant. And so Lent is just this critical inventory that we take every year as we live through the cycles of the liturgical year. And we just pause and we quiet ourselves and we contemplate our own mortality, our own death, and we remind ourselves that we come from dust and to dust we shall return Therefore, let's live a life that is examined. Let's live a life that's worth living. 
so that we can die a good death. It is with that that I will get to the reading today. Consideration number eight, the vanity of the world. What doth it profits a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his own soul? The goods of this world are useless. An ancient philosopher called Aristippus was once shipwrecked and lost all his goods. When he reached the shore, the people, through respect for his great learning, presented him with an equivalent of all he had lost. He wrote to his friends, exhorting them, encouraging them to imitate his example and to seek only the goods which cannot be wrested, taken from them by shipwreck. I'm going to say that line one more time. Seek only the goods which cannot be taken from you, taken from us by shipwreck. He goes on to say, Now our relatives and friends who are in eternity exhort us from the other world to attend only to the acquisitions of goods which even death cannot take from us. Death is called the day of destruction. It is the day of destruction because on that day we shall lose all the goods of this earth, its honors, riches, and pleasures. Hence, according to St. Ambrose, we cannot call the things of this life our goods because we cannot take them with us to eternity. Our virtues alone accompany us to the next life. What then says Jesus Christ? Does it profit us to gain the whole world if at death by losing the soul we lose all? Ah, How many young men has this great maxim sent into the cloister? How many anchorettes has it sent to the desert? And how many martyrs has it encouraged to give their life for Jesus? By this maxim, St. Ignatius drew many souls to God, particularly the soul of St. Francis Xavier, who was then in Paris, attached to the things of the world. Francis, said the saint one day, reflect that the world is a traitor, which promises but does not perform. And though it should fulfill all its promises, it can never content your heart. But let us grant that it did make you happy. How long will this happiness last? Can it last longer than your life? And after death, what will you take with you to eternity? Where is the rich man that has ever brought with him a piece of money or a servant to attend him? What king has ever carried with him a shred of the purple as a badge of royalty? At these words, St. Francis abandoned the world, followed St. Ignatius, and became a saint. Solomon confessed that whatsoever his eyes desired, he refused them not. But after having indulged in all the pleasures of this earth, he called all the goods of the world vanity of vanities. St. Margaret of St. Anne, a discalced Carmelite and daughter of the Emperor Rudolph II, used to say, Of what use are kingdoms at the hour of death? The saints tremble at the thought of the uncertainty of their eternal salvation. Father Paul Segneri trembled and full of terror said to his confessor, Father, what do you think? Shall I be saved? St. Andrew Avellino trembled and with a torrent of tears said, Who knows whether I shall be saved or lost? St. Louis Bertrand was so much terrified by this thought that during the night in a fit of terror he sprang out of bed saying, Perhaps I shall be lost 
and sinners while they live in a state of damnation, sleep and jest and laugh. I think what Alphonsus, at least to me, what he's getting at here is it's so important to have a healthy sense of humility, uh, a sense that we should work out our salvation in fear and trembling, a sense that we should not assume and we should not just go on cruise control. He's encouraging us to really think about the things of the world and how we are so often tempted to live for them, to expend ourselves for those things, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, possessions, our livelihood, all the things that our world teaches us to value. And so it's really important, and we do this during Lent, that we consider the vanity of the world and how we follow a king, a savior, our Messiah, Jesus Christ, how we follow this one who turned the value system of the world on its head. So we join him when we lay aside things. We join him when we deny ourselves. We join him when we live a simplistic life so that others can simply live. We join him when we live in such a way that all of the things that we truly enjoy could never be taken from us by a shipwreck. And our relatives who have gone on before us, the great cloud of witnesses who cheer us on in the faith, they too are calling to us from eternity, telling us to spend our lives, give our attention, give our energy, our time, our resources, to acquire the goods which death cannot take away from us. Amen.